The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Are linebackers the new running backs? It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the original Debo Samuel Stan. And with me is AJ Emerald City Gino Marchese. Uh, I remember you were only a, a Debo Stan in Mobile. It's a really Nagy's original Debo Stan. You're the original Gino Stan. That's, that's very true. Today we'll continue our 2022 NFL Draft Position Rankings with the linebackers. Let's hit it! Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out. To Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's going to bat it on draft day? Who's going to wage your future picks away? Who's going to reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin, and it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. You'll be notified when rooms go live, as long as you come with your spiciest takes. AJ, what's your spiciest take about, <laughs> about linebackers? Fuck. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. 
Uh, I actually have a real question for you. I, I just I got back into the bit by accident. Okay, what's your real question? Um, do you think linebackers should go the way of running backs uh, with how we view them as first-round players? Like, should should we fully be, regardless of what you see on tape almost, should we fully be ignoring them in the first round of the draft? I think that's hard to put in, you know, in that, that tight of a box, you know, because – Look at Michael Parsons. You know he, he did. My my. So I guess my argument that because that's obviously the clear cut argument for no, that's a stupid take, Rob. But he almost doesn't count mm-hmm. because he's as much a pass rusher as he, as he is an off ball linebacker. Whereas pretty much every other first round linebacker we're going to talk about is purely an off ball player, right? And on the flip side, if you want to flip the comparison to running back, there really isn't those, like, high-end guys, maybe except for Christian McCaffrey, who you're arguing that, like, you know, he's more of a wide receiver than a running back. But even then, so McCaffrey's still running. You know what I mean? Like, there's so there's that argument both ways. So I think I agree with you to the point that they are the running back of the defense because, like, literally that's what, you know. But uh, totally eliminating them from the first round, I don't know. But But – not taking one top 10, yes. Not taking one top 15, 20, mm, leaning that way. Uh, can I, can I, 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 yeah, can, please. Can, can I read you all the off ball linebackers? I'll include Micah Parsons in this, but all the off ball linebackers drafted in the first round since 2015. Go. Not good. Stephon Anthony. Worked out. Shaq, who I forgot existed. Shaq Thompson. Darren Lee. Ruben Foster. Gerard Davis. Rashawn Evans, Leighton Vanderesh, Tremaine Edmonds, Devin Bush, Devin White, Patrick Queen, Jordan Brooks, Kenneth Murray, Isaiah Simmons, Jamin Davis, Zavin Collins, Micah Parsons. So even when we had, you know, the Bush and White coming out, I think we both were on the the, the bandwagon, like, linebacker value is not in the top ten, right? Um, and right, like, I, I'm with you on that, for and, sure. Yeah, and... You know, when we're talking about guys, you know, the other flip side, obviously the pass rushing element. But don't draft guys that are just run, you know, run first, and which is, you know, already gone the way of the Dodo. But even guys that you think are going to come in and have high effect in the passing game, like Isaiah Simmons was labeled as, you know, being this versatile piece, uh, that hasn't really worked out either. So, no, I'm like, I'm, I'm arguing your side here. So I lean, I lean your way. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a, a, a 100% definite rule. But you know, I lean, I lean that way. So like, like or, very similar or, to running back, yeah. I I feel like maybe if if you want to do it as a watered down version of the running back, you don't take them until unless you're like a contender mm. picking in the twenty five to thirty two range, and like that's the clear need. Yeah, yeah. Because really, if you look at all those names I listed, like Shaq Thompson's a good player, mm-hmm. but obviously, and he was the twenty fifth pick, but. Obviously not great. Most of these other guys are complete busts. Leighton Van Der Esch has had a great rookie or nothing since. Tremaine Evans is... Oh, I missed Roquan Smith, by the way, who he's the he's the big, big outlier. Yeah. Where he's an all-pro type off-ball linebacker. Was he worth the eighth pick? Exactly. Like, that. even that being said, I love Roquan Smith. I think he's great. Uh, I think he was worth, like, you know, like he was a top-ten player in that class. 
Uh, how many playoff games has he? Has he? You know, how many uh, playoff games have the uh, Bears been to? Right? I I think if you were to rank of all the the linebackers, I said the top three, Michael Parsons would be one, Roquan Smith would be two, clearly one and two, and I think Devin White's probably three, and yeah. Devin White's not not that great. Devin White can't cover. Devin White, the Bucks blitz the hell out of him, yeah. which goes back to like it's it's almost like if you're gonna be an impactful first round linebacker, unless you're the outlier of Roquan Smith who can actually cover. You have to be a guy who can affect the pass rush, whether it be as a true pass rusher like Parsons or a, a kind of an elite off-ball blitzer like Devin White. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, do you have any first-round grades in this class? Yeah, I do. I do, and, and I think that it's worth noting, like, if you're going to have a first-round grade, that doesn't mean you, if you were a GM, you would take them in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I do. I have two. I have none. I'm kind of shocked two borderline first round grades um we're getting at least one line off ball linebacker in the first round for sure yeah uh, he's gonna get overdrafted but um overall it's interesting when you look at the linebackers in the last five drafts because like even that thing i was just reading out they list like half the guys on this list are edge rushers who were first round linebackers so the, the, these numbers aren't right but last year it was 22 the year before that 38 the year before that 31 the year before that 39 2017 29 so i think probably truly like there's like 25 ish off ball yeah, linebackers re- who get drafted yeah does that make sense yeah i think it's which, like that 22 to 25 range again yeah which uh, i i have a lot of late day three draftables mm-hmm because you know me and my special teams linebackers, <laughs> um, but I, I I don't know the, the this linebacker class as a whole. I think it's fun. I think it's kind of like in the middle of terms of position yeah. talents in this yeah. class. Where where's the thickness of this group for you? Like what round? Third. Me too. Exactly third. Yeah. But but uh, because uh, like I have these third round grades, I bet these guys could go like some of them are going to go in the second round though. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean yeah but yeah like i think day two is the sweet spot in terms of my grades and obviously yours as well if you don't have any first rounders yeah i've, I've um, got two borderline so like you know i throw that 25 to 40 range like they, they are and they aren't not a yeah. true first a, grade yeah yeah there's a there's a couple like there's a couple fourth fifth guys that i like a lot who i would be willing to take and think and i can develop into something um, especially because, again, I, I just think there's such a lack of value in li- off-ball linebackers now. Um, with that being said, now I'm really interested to see what your order is. With that being said, who, wh- which off-ball linebacker in this class do you think has the highest floor? Ready to come in day one, be an impact player. And I think a lot of the time, rookie off-ball linebackers do get... A, the, the linebacker position has some clout to it, where it's like, yeah. if you're the best rookie off-ball linebacker, you're thick in the race of defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, that's true. I, I, high school is a tough one for me. You know, okay. Do you I, want me to go first? I, who would you put? I think I think I can confidently say it's Nicobe Dean. Okay. I see. I, I I had these. I had Dean and his teammate Quay Walker like back and forth between high school and best bet. Okay. So, I think. Yeah. I I, I think it's Nicobe Dean solely because. Um, he ran the show at Georgia on yeah. that Georgia defense. Yeah. Obviously, he's full of NFL talent, but he he was kind of the the alpha in the room, and I think that's important, especially with a Mike linebacker, to be able to kind of day one be the play caller in the huddle, 
be able to put guys in the right positions, which you saw at Georgia on tape. Like you, you see him get guys in the right spots. Like mm-hmm. he's getting Quay Walker in the right spot. He's getting Channing, Channing Tindall in the right spot. Uh, you get that with him. Um, obviously, we didn't didn't get his testing numbers, but even without yeah, them, yeah, like I'm pretty confident <laughs> he's a he's a freak show of a downhill athlete. Yeah, the, the explosiveness but, jumps off the screen immediately from the first snap. And the the thing that really stands out from with him too to me is like he's not just the downhill like because you'll there's always gonna be awful linebackers who have downhill explosion, but that doesn't mean they've got the ability to kind of play in space, work backwards, flip their hips, mm-hmm. um, have that same lateral explosion. He's got all that. He checks all that. You, you you can see him sniff out swing routes and blow people up in the backfield getting downhill like that. Yeah. But you'll, you'll also see him like sometimes he'll he'll pick up a tight end down the seam and, and you can see him flip the hips. Or the Florida game is the perfect example when they split out, uh, I don't know, maybe it was Damian Pierce. They split their running back out wide and he was literally like lined up like a corner and you just saw him click and close and pick six the ball. Like, things yeah. like that. And, and obviously, it's all going to come back to he's 5'11", 229 with short arms. And, and that's um, the only reason that, he's not my highest floor, but he's my best bet. And, and, and I think that's the only reason he's not being looked at as a Roquan Smith-level yeah. linebacker. Not, that's not even to say Roquan Smith was huge, but Roquan Smith... Uh, I think it was more palatable his size. Yeah. Whereas Nicobe Dean's got sub 32 inch arms. He's 5'11, 229, and you don't get the testing. Like, I feel like just not getting the testing really, mm-hmm. at least in terms of how the media views him, has really hurt him. Yeah. Because if, if he had gone out and run 4 5 flat, had an incredible three cone, all the things we expected, he'd be a first round pick in every mock draft. Exactly. And, and it's not like his play has gotten, like, uh, I, I, who was, I think uh, I was listening to the Exemplist pod and, and Seth Galina was talking about how N'Kobe Dean hasn't played, uh, hasn't played football in two months and over the last two or since what, whatever, January. Yeah. And over that time, his stock has dropped, but nobody's played football. Why is his dropping? It's all just because we don't have his athletic numbers. But again, he's a guy who on tape isn't someone you worry about athletically. No, I mean, not at all. I mean, like I said, it's instant. And he's like, you know, there's a lot of like straight line athletes and explosive dudes, but he's also lo- loose as hell. And there's the instant change Fluid. of direction. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you know, he's got always, the IQ. Exactly. Yeah, he does. I mean, the one thing like, you know, he'll kind of like, like what's so fun about him is like, he'll just smash like into the line or through the line and he'll stick his nose in anywhere. But <laughs> sometimes he's just like triggering on like a pre-snap read and guessing wrong, you know what I mean? But then he's got the good, um quickness and recovery ability to to get back into his proper place right um and yeah i again i don't i don't worry about him like he's got good i don't i don't think he's got great instincts but good instincts especially i think his instincts you feel better about when you see other guys in the class i started out with nicobe yeah like when i went through it i I started out with like kind of the bigger names me too um and uh I, i i thought like yeah good instincts like yeah be, be instincts but then as you watch more and more guys it's true i'd reflect and be like oh no his are way better than everyone else that's fair that's fair yeah i guess that is fair like um, he 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 and it helps his obviously again getting off blocks with that lack of size is a big concern but he can beat guys guards to the spot he reads yeah. keys well enough with that athleticism to be a step ahead so it doesn't impact him as much as it might another guy mm-hmm. um no for sure but obviously and, and, and I mean, the size is kind of the only thing I think that 
almost for me at least holds you back for giving him highest floor, highest ceiling, and best bet. Yeah, that's right, and and just making content for the show. Yeah, I think yeah, that's fair. yeah, exactly. Um, and like he plays with his hair on fire. Yeah. And going back to what I was saying about Devin White earlier, like I think Nicobe Dean can cover, so I'm not like he you you see him play in space enough, um, and he carry tight ends downfield. Yeah, but he's also an awesome blitzer. His oh, yeah. timing and understanding, and like Georgia just used him, Quay Walker and Channing Tindall as pass rushers essentially. Uh, and, and Dean was such an expert at it. The timing was ridiculous. The, the timing plus athletic uh, explosion and like just his ability to get small and knife through those gaps. The, the feel for it is is really impressive. Uh, you know, he gets his hands up in the passing lane too, which I feel like a lot of these backers don't in, in this class. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you said, like he's perfectly flowy in zone. He gets good depth. He's got clean feet. Like you said, he he line up at corner versus running backs and look natural. And also, you know, I appreciate when when quarterbacks are scrambling, he finds a guy in sticks, which another thing a lot of these linebackers don't do. Um, he's not perfect. Uh, he's my linebacker one. I don't mean to spoil Same. anything. He's, he's my linebacker one. Which it's it's funny to me that like I feel like it's not a hot take, but that's not seems to not be the norm. A lot of people have like think Devin Lloyd's like a top fifteen player, and then like you know Nickelby Dean's like I, twenty to thirty. But I'm like, ah. Uh. You see Devin Lloyd go top ten in mocks and Nicobe Dean not go in the first round. Yeah, that I don't understand. And yeah, I th- well, it's literally just he is bigger. Yeah, it's literally. Now I have them neck and neck. I I, I do too. But I, I I'm taking Dean over. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm taking Dean over over Lloyd. Um, I'm I'm taking Dean over Lloyd. And I'm taking Dean at twenty eight before I'm taking Lloyd at ten. Oh yeah, all day long. Yeah. Like that's not, not to mention. You know what the big tiebreaker was for me? I mean, I, I like him more watching him. Um, but Nicobe Dean's twenty one years old. Uh, that I know it comes back to that a little bit for me too, right? Because yeah. it's like he's two years younger than Devin Lloyd. Exactly, and and yeah, Devin Lloyd will be twenty four by October, and, and Dean will be uh, twenty two in like December. So yeah, exactly, two two full years, like you just said. Um, and now I think I think Devin Lloyd has the highest ceiling in this class, and I put him there. Um, but okay. I, yeah, but yeah, no, I I think. I don't know. Best bet is Nicobe Dean for me. Um, and, and for me, highest floor, if we can move on. Uh, I mean, I could have done double Dean. I really should have. But we did highest floor. No, my, my highest floor is Quay Walker. I haven't talked about Quay Walker yet. No, nah, it's not. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, he's my highest ceiling, so that's a good time to talk. Okay, see, for me, I think you're just getting a dude uh, that is already a really, really good run defender. You know, he, he obviously tested great, four five two. Great cone. Uh, everything except he's for the He's also bird. almost two years younger than Devin Lloyd. Yeah, he's also young. <laughs> <laughs> I think – wait, is Quay Walker your LB3? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, and I, I kind of think he's LB3 by a significant margin. Yeah, me too. I, I think I only have one other second-round grade. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. And it's okay. a late second. I, I have Quay in, like, the early mid-second. Like, I I could see a pa- – like, if the Lions took Quay Walker at 32 – I don't hate it. I like that. He, yeah. You're so you you go ahead and talk him up as a run defender. Then I want to talk about what I think he can do in coverage. Yeah, I mean, like he's got great range. You you see that flow with the play really well. The instincts are are, are very solid. Uh, another guy that uses his length really well to stay off blocks. And then like that nice closing burst to to meet the ball carrier. Um, I love his like backside pursuit effort and just ability to make plays from the backside. And and I think he's just safe. Like he's patient. He doesn't over pursue. And I, I don't think there's a lot of holes in his game as a run defender. And so you get this 6'4", 240-pound linebacker yeah. who runs a four five two. 
sounds like he's made in a lab to defend the run. I think he is one of the best space operators in this class. And I think he's one of the only guys in this class who kind of was asked to cover tight ends consistently or play this. Uh, 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 there's a couple guys who played the overhang role. Yeah. But just because you played an overhang role doesn't mean you're good at it. Jojo <coughs> Doman. Um, but uh, Quay Walker had this this great ability to um, kind of mirror tight ends or or slots and you understood how to use his size to take advantage of of those types of players uh, and then yeah he's got the the long speed to carry guys deep and yeah. he's he I thought he had like pretty good instincts uh, in, in zone um, there, there's a very specific player in the NFL right now that I love who he reminds me of. And maybe that's why I love Quay Walker so much, but, uh, you're also getting a guy who I think can kind of play any of the linebacker spots. Yeah. Like if you're not comfortable having him be an every down player immediately, like he's got the size to be a sandbacker and, and you just talked about what he can do kind of as a, a strong run defender in that role. If you only want to play him like 15 snaps a game or whatever, um, I think he's clearly got the athleticism to play Will and to play in space. Yeah. Uh, and then he, the five-star pedigree, the athleticism, the size, the physicality. Like, he wasn't asked to be a true Mike on that Georgia defense because Nick Hobie Dean was there. But I do wonder if he was at a different program where you don't have an ultra-perfect Mike linebacker like Nick Hobie Dean, like what he could have done in that role. So it gives me confidence that that's somewhere he can develop because, again, he's under 22 still. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a little lower on his uh, pass coverage ability right now, but all the uh, all the potential is there. I, I think he's like still like a little just unsure of himself in zone at times. He, I just he, I think he's unbelievably fluid for a six yes. four linebacker. He, he definitely is, and he's got great qu- quick um, foot quickness, and he uses that length well to kind of match up against tight ends. There's two guys. There's a guy in the DB class that I really like as a tight end stopper too. But, uh, yeah, Quay, Quay for this group. For sure. Also, like, super effective getting out on screens. Like, you see that range there, too. can can just blow shit up. And How um, how, how did how did Georgia have, like, the three fastest linebackers in the class? I don't know. They won the national championship game, so it, it made sense. <laughs> They're just juicing those times. Wait, sorry, Dean, we don't know if he's fast. He's probably slow. He didn't test. D- D- Dean runs a 4-9. <laughs> um, he's an outlier. So, my, my highest ceiling is uh, Devin Lloyd from Utah, who – Really, I am not in on him like a lot of people are. Uh, the testing is really it's, good. Yeah, go ahead. It's 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 weird when we get a player like this where it's like neither clearly neither of us are low on him, but the the major media is like too high on him yeah. that you almost want to like drag him a bit. But even if you like him, you know what I mean. That's why I have like my ultimate shade throwing comp for Devin Lloyd, um, just for, for personal. Uh, but yeah, I mean he's you know he's huge. He, it's Aaron Curry, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, but he's got that like angular long build, uh, played all over the linebacker, like sp- every linebacker spot. Um, you know, you see, I don't know, like when I threw on his first game, like obviously we watch a lot of Utah this year. It took longer than I hoped that for him to jump off the tape. Like, you know, like of a guy that I expect, like, okay, some people think he's a top 10 pick. It, it took a little bit, but you know, you got the range as a tackler and the flashy plays come and, you know, he's a long stride mover. He covers a lot of ground in the run. Like he, he's making he's making explosive plays sideline you know to the sideline, and I think it's really impressive the way he slips blocks. He's just like got that slippery upper half, you know, just uses his, his quickness to slip blocks. He's like I think he's pretty good in his gap responsibilities. You know, he's got the he's, heavy hands, yeah. 
he's a guy who I think when looking at him versus Nicobe Dean, it's one of them makes real like okay that makes it sound like Nicobe Dean doesn't make really splashy plays, but Devin Lloyd makes these absurd plays every once in a while that yeah. I think brings a brighter light his way, whereas Nicobe Dean's a more consistent player snap to snap. Yeah, uh, I have more trust in Nicobe Dean's instincts. I have more trust in his cover ability. Yeah. I think Devin Lloyd, Devin Lloyd's like fine enough in coverage. Like he can he can. Uh, uh, drop in zone and like kind of um, disrupt passing lanes, but like he's not a guy that I feel comfortable with like picking up a running back who's split out wide. Um, and and you'll see like Utah kind of had him play edge sometimes, yeah. which in my mind I don't know if that's good or not because like obviously it's good that he's got the versatility and he, he could be an effective pass rusher in that way. But was that more there they weren't comfortable? kind of asking him to truly cover on passing downs. I think that's a good point. I, I do think that gives him the Micah Parsons bump, though. <laughs> yeah, some teams are going to sell themselves on, this is Micah, and it's going to be the Jets at four. <laughs> he's good at it. He's good playing edge, though. He's got a good get-up. He's got active hands. He plays with good leverage a little bit. Yeah, no, he, he's he's a twitchy guy. And, he, yeah. and, like, I mean, the difference, I think, between him and Dean and their athleticism is that, like, obviously they're both downhill explosive freak shows, but I, I don't think Devin Lloyd's is um, laterally explosive, nor as comfortable kind of moving in reverse, right? Like, yeah. Um, I, and I think to me that's the big difference. And now I have first round grades on them both, and I have Nicobe Dean just a hair ahead. And like, part of that comes down to my my uh, my new way to break ties, and it's not even just age; it's coolness factor. Nicobe Dean's just cooler. It is what it is. You know, my um, my my two my two tiebreakers were that. Uh, Dean was a lot more fun for me to watch. It, it was yeah, that's snap. coolness. It's cool, and he's younger. That's that was my two big ones. And he's shorter. You, you like short kings, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Devin Devin was too tall to play linebacker. Um, but the, I guess the other thing, like Devin, which I I think this is weird that like Devin Lloyd, similar to Aiden Hutchinson's, kind of been tagged with this um, culture building type character. Yeah. I don't. Why is Nicobe Dean not have that tag? There's so many dogs on that defense. That's why. <laughs> too many. Too many dogs. Too many dogs in the kitchen. Yeah, that's the, as the old saying goes. Ultimately, if we're three months into the NFL season, like I feel pretty confident both these guys are starting and both are in the defensive rookie of the year race. Yeah. Um. But I think five years from now, uh, Nicobe Dean is gonna have a better chance to be a more impactful player whereas Devin Lloyd might be the guy with more pro bowls I don't know if that makes sense but like because because Devin Lloyd's gonna be a name the fans I think get a better idea of and make splashier plays my my comp is perfect then I'm so excited to hear who your it's I don't know you're gonna feel but everything you're saying like narratively lines up with this player I can't wait, but like you know what I mean. How there's just some guys who make the Pro Bowl every year because they've got the name and the the yeah. the ten splashy plays. They look like a Hall of Famer, but they're not as great snap to snap. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be Devin Lloyd, whereas Nicobe Dean's like going to be that dude that draft Twitter NFL analytics Twitter is going to be like this is the best off ball linebacker in the league. I think, I think that yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think I the just, big difference is that like Dean's instincts are way better than Devin Lloyd's too. Exactly, and I think. Um, with that, like, I think Jacoby Dean's a true Mike at the NFL level. I think Devin Lloyd's best spot would be as a will, where it's like you take some of those responsibilities off him. You just like let him go out there and yeah. be a, a, a an explosive athlete. 
Yeah, no, that that's very fair. But I also worry that a team will draft him and like stick him at Mike and like his instincts will impact his ability there and the combination of kind of having lesser instincts and lesser coverability to Dean is like that's the biggest thing to me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think linebacker is becoming more and more of a spot where like I don't know, we in, in the past you didn't look at it like you know, maybe the perception of the fans is more like, okay, you're linebacker, you're plugging and playing. It's kind of all the same, you know what I mean? Like system to system, and obviously that's not true to like three, four, and four, three. But like uh, team fit means a lot for this position, like in in today's NFL. I feel like you know. Yeah, like both schematically in terms of how your defensive coordinator is going to be willing to deploy exactly. you. Like yeah. Micah Parsons ended up with the uh, like a. The best spot, yeah, Dan the best Quinn, coordinator in the world. Yeah, like D- Dan Quinn's not a guy who had too much pride to, uh, be like this guy has to play the role. I I I have my off ball linebacker play. Like he just yeah went eff it mode and put Michael Parsons in the best spot he could to have the best defense he could. Um. So yeah, I think I think that's a good point. Uh, want to move on to value pick? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, I so, think you're gonna guess my value pick uh, months out now. I'm sticking with my guy Darian Beavers, baby. The he's bee. he's the right pick. He's my pick too, and I yeah. felt bad doing it because I knew he'd be yours. But I I also have a hard time gauging like where the LBs 11 to 20 are gonna go because I think you could have them in a lot of different orders. Um, I think Darian Beavers is a fourth round guy. Me too. And that makes him the perfect value pick because his combo of size athleticism um and and kind of shockingly fluid hips and understanding how to use size to cover makes him a really interesting Mm. guy yeah and i think that's what it is for me Like, like people were shitting on his athleticism all fall i'm like i think beavers moves pretty good and i think that's what it is it's he uses his size well and he's a really fucking big dude he's like 6'4 240 ish um Man, I, I, to me, well, first of all, he has a background playing safety and edge, which is yeah. <laughs> freaky. And he's a UConn transfer, which obviously a uh, DBU, so he knows what he's doing there. Um, but I, from the first snap you watch it during Beavers, man, his, his quickness to avoid blockers is, is freaky. Uh, like maybe some of the best, like with the top dudes in the class, like you can just slip blocks so easily. Uh, watch the Alabama game. He did it consistently. Um, plus, you know, he's that frame, so he's got that strength. Um, he, he can shoot the gaps. Also, he's like, you know, he, he'll he he'll have his gap responsibilities. Like, he's fundamentally sound. Like, there's not a lot of, like, holes for him in the run game. Like, he, his range isn't great, even though he's like, a pretty good athlete. Well, I think his hips are a bit tight, and I think that's where, like, the lack of athleticism knock goes. But look at the testing. And I think, like, that shows up in, like, open field tackles. And I like to see him tackle, like, finish tackles more consistently, but... Other than that, I, I love Beavers. And he's another guy. He's got, like, pass rush potential, going back to that edge history. You know, he could split a gap as a blitzer. And I, I, I think, think it, I think he's he's decent in zone. He's not going to offer, like, plus coverage, but I think he's fine. I think at minimum, like, he's a legitimate starting Sam linebacker. And obviously that doesn't mean a whole lot in today's NFL. But, yeah. like, it's still a guy who I think can be your starting Sam linebacker in Moonlight at at will if if you're down your will you know what i mean mm. maybe get deployed in some interesting ways and definitely a guy who's going to help on special teams which yeah. is the most important thing when looking at a linebacker always <laughs> funny enough you said uh linebacker 11 because he's my he is my linebacker 11 he's the perfect linebacker 11 he is the perfect linebacker 11 um, he's the perfect fourth round pick 
I feel like Sleeper is a little tricky in this class. It is because I, I felt as if... So what do we normally say for Sleepers? Like 6th, 7th-ish? Yeah, yeah. It's hard because I don't know necessarily what the consensus is on how like these said, linebackers are stacked. Yeah, after 11, 11 through 20, I don't... It's I feel like it's really like pick your flavor. You know what I mean? There's a lo- I feel like looking it, through rankings, there's a lot of different opinions. Like I picked two guys... Like I, I, put, I broke two down... Because they're the two stood at the most. And uh, one I have a fifth-round grade on, the other I have a sixth-round grade on. But, like, I'd also wouldn't shock if both went undrafted. Like, I just don't really know. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I, I picked a guy I don't like that much, but he's just the, he's just a freak. And you can probably guess it's Brandon Smith. Is it Brandon Smith. Smith? Yeah. So Brandon Smith was made to play linebacker in a lab. He's the yeah. most confusing one of them all. He's 6'4", 250. And a four five Long, two. He the longest 30, arms in the group. Almost yeah. thirty five inch arms. Yeah, like yeah. R- just ridiculous. He he uh, he he's only he. I think he's the youngest too. He's he like just, just turned twenty one. Yeah, a few days ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's coming from LBU, Penn State. He's got the thirty seven and a half inch vert, a ten eight uh, broad, a six nine four three cone. Like everything is just. He is the perfect athlete at linebacker. Um, and then you throw on the tape, and it's like, well, Latin, the year before, his tape was better, I thought, 2020, mm. where he's playing more of an overhang. Yeah. And then he was he, he was asked to be, like, the Micah Parsons this year, which he just doesn't have that. Uh, he misses a lot of tackles. He doesn't know where he is sometimes. Yeah. It's like the athleticism looks like it should translate to coverage but like he just doesn't have great spatial awareness sometimes and doesn't have great eyes yeah um uh but other times you do see the athleticism translate in coverage and i thought that happened more in 2020 when he was playing that overhang role uh but he also like he just doesn't sometimes he like seems like he doesn't want to tackle or be on the field i don't know he's a he's a really strange one because i guarantee some some team's gonna be like we can teach him exactly yeah yeah how high do you think he like you? Would you be shocked if he went in the fourth round? No, not at all. I I, I have him in the sixth, uh, like early sixth. It's just the the traits, man. He, like the instincts are bad. Like he doesn't recognize plays really well. He he reacts like he he's reacting slow to, to all the keys. Um, like you said, he doesn't would, tackle well. Yeah, I would I would draft him, turn him into a tight end. Well, I, you know what the thing the thing kind of interesting is like he rushes the passer decently and he's got some potential there. So maybe like that's his thing i mean at six four two fifty, he's, he's almost there like i mean if you're drafting him he's a complete project anyway <laughs> mm-hmm. like because because my, my mind's similar place where it's like i kind of think his best spot would be like this big nickel thing <laughs> right like devondre campbell played yeah. devondre campbell's basically like this big nickel and that's how he became an all pro this year yeah. can i can i teach brandon smith how to do that but like, he's worth the gamble in the sixth round, I think, yeah. just because, like, you can't find a thing like a person like this. Uh, and I can, if I'm worried about finding a special teams linebacker, don't worry, plenty are going to be undrafted. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll just sign Chance Campbell and I'm going to feel okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a good pick for this. Uh, so I wrote two down. Um, my first is Aaron Hansford from Texas A&M. I like Hansford, yeah. Yeah, yeah he... He's a good combo, uh, former tight end, good combo of um, kind of downhill aggression. And I f- was kind of shocked at 
his I thought he was pretty confident in coverage. I thought he looked really natural carrying tight ends down the field. He could flip his hips a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and I, I in the fifth round I like the idea of a six two two hundred thirty nine pound linebacker who who can cover a tight end a little bit and uh, isn't afraid to stick his nose in. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, with run fits. For a converted, um, you know, uh, tight end wide receiver, where the hell he was, I was surprised how uh, aggressive he is. Yeah, he didn't test as well as I w- would have liked. I thought mm. he looked more athletic on tape. Yeah. Um, but so I like him because uh, I think there's some Sam potential with the aggression and the the size. Yeah. Uh, there and then my other guy is Jeremiah Gamel, who I just think has really good instincts. I think mm. he does a really good job reading keys, sniffing stuff out, getting downhill, filling. Uh, the issue there is he he's a little bit small, um, yeah. Which he he once he's blocked he's kind of stuck. That happens a lot, and he's not great in coverage. Uh, but I just I fall for a linebacker with instincts. That's funny. We named especially my, in this class. Yeah, we we named my linebackers seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen, and they're all like have early six like grades for me. <laughs> in that, order that I mean, we, like we I, them, yeah. That that's like, I that was my fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tough there. Who who'd you look at as your deep sleeper? I'm just going back to the well again to my my guy, Coin Dang baby. Speaking of uh, freaky size and length at six five two forty four, he missed like a tested, lot of tested horribly. Yeah, it didn't test very well. No, it didn't. Uh, he he missed a lot of time in 2021. Um, but like I, I don't know, I still like him, man. Like he's he didn't test well, but he's still he's like. He's gonna be so good in the XFL. He, he's he's an XFL star. Uh, he's still like you know he's got that range like he uses that length well and he, yeah he's gonna get washed. But he's still like learning how to play linebacker and he has been for he, years. But do you know who his top brass comp is? Uh, who was it? KJ Wright. Yeah, of course, of course it was because the, the 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 length. Um, yeah, Love I, that I, st- I still come back to Coin Dang. I don't know when you're going deep, why not? Why not take a guy that big? Um, that, that, that's a good pick. I, I picked a guy who I should have been at the combine, was at the senior bowl, had a very good senior bowl week. And because he wasn't at the combine, I'm calling him a deep sleeper. He probably isn't, or no, he definitely isn't. Uh, but I'm going with Sterling Weatherford from Mac who big safety in college at six four two twenty five four. uh, asked to play a shocking amount of single high for a jumbo safety. Um, Made the transition to linebacker at the Senior Bowl. I, for the record, I still got him at safety, but I'm not. I'm not so sure. There, uh, there's two guys who I, I wasn't sure about, and it was him and Treat Carpenter from Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah. And both played linebacker at the Senior Bowl, and I did Weatherford as a linebacker, but kept Carpenter as a safety. Okay, interesting. And I, part, I, did, I did the reverse. Okay, part of that for me was I thought like Weatherford's athleticism was a tick below Carpenter's. I thought Carpenter's was enough that I could still look at him as like a big safety. Yeah, fair enough. But more realistically, I just didn't want to watch anyone else. <laughs> um, but yeah, Weatherford had a nice senior bowl where he he looked very natural in coverage. looked looked better in the pass rush drills than a lot of the other yeah. off ball linebackers. It's true. Uh, good athlete, plays hard. Um. And I'm just really looking at him as a special teams linebacker, anyway. Yeah, no, Weatherford's a good football player. Miles Kilbrew is my comp. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, I have this guy my at number twenty. Did you do Kyron Johnson, linebacker or edge? I did him as a linebacker. Okay, okay. He's so I think small. he's. He think he. I think he. He's my twenty-one. Okay, that's funny. But 
Oh, do you want to know his comp though? Please. Dennis Gardak. <laughs> my hero. Uh, my deep deep sleeper is a guy who's actually coined down his teammate Cam Good. Ah. Cam Good. Cam Good didn't. Did I don't well. think he didn't get a senior bowl or didn't get a senior bowl or a combine invite. Was kind of an undersized edge for Cal. Uh, tested really well. Mm-hmm. I love his intensity. That athleticism and intensity. I think he's really interesting as a projected Sam linebacker who can play special teams. Yeah. <laughs> Get some pass rush upside. So that's my deep, deep sleeper is not very deep. Uh, wild card. I think I, there's a couple arguments. I, uh, I'm going to make the argument for Damone Clark from LSU. Yeah, that's that's the best argument. Yeah, because, uh, you know, obviously came at the combine and uh, had to get spinal fusion therapy after they found a, a dislocated uh, disc in his back, which is – who knows where his talk is. But even then, some um, on the field, I'm not sure where his like even without this, I'm so, not sure where his stock would have been either. I, I would have put him here regardless of the the, yeah. <laughs> because I've seen him like people talking about him as a a clear day two guy, and I I, I purely based on tape, I have a fifth round grade on him. I, have a day two I, I don't grade like on him. him. I like him. I don't like him very much. Uh, so I don't like him very much. Uh, and like he's a really springy, explosive athlete. But I just don't think he has very good instincts. I don't think he can cover. Yeah. And I, I think he's pretty consistently just cleaning up tackles. So he's racking up these tackle stats. And he's always around the ball. But he's it's like, cool, you're making tackles eight yards downfield. Welcome to having an Alec Ogletree comp. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the instincts and in, in coverage just worry the hell out of me, despite the ridiculous athleticism and build. Yeah, no, I think that's obviously the two clear knocks. But, like, I don't know. I, I, like, I like the athleticism. Like, it's not like – like explosive burst, but he's got big speed. If that makes sense, and he's got that speed to chase down. And I think he's high effort, dude. Like he never quits on the play, which it makes me feel no. better about like that. Um, he's got heavy hands. I think he's a strong tackler, and like you know, he's just a see it and hit it type of dude right now. And, and my comp is John Davis, uh, in that kind of mold. I, I like the the motor. I don't know. I just think the the bits are there for that to, that to come together. And like he's got the athleticism to cover. You know. It, backs and linebackers and he's got like that interesting downfield burst as a blitzer but he's just like you know his eyes are really meh in, in both the zone uh in, in coverage and in you know as a run defender and that definitely the two knocks are huge and i think those are the clear knocks but i don't know still a guy that like you know i'm not sure i got a big group here he's in my big you know mid third round group and it's kind of hard for me to separate those guys did you say his comp is jamin davis yeah that was my comp and John Davis is not very good. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the the thing with Clark is, if I, to me, if a team views him as a let's say a day two grade on tape, mm-hmm. like take him in the seventh round. Like, what else are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know it's obviously a big injury risk, but it guarantees you him. Obviously, if he goes undrafted, you're gonna if you love him, you're gonna be one of the teams trying to sign him undrafted. Yeah. So I I don't know. I just kind of think you if you really love the guy you would take him in the seventh round like that pick's not worth a whole ton no definitely and like i i took out the injury like in my grading because i felt like yeah we don't i i I feel like we 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 generally we both do that yeah unless it's like you know some like long injury history where this guy's really not good like you know what i mean like he just can't stay on the field it's a little different because then you know he hasn't developed but like you know in in this situation where you find something at the fucking combine um it's hard to kill a guy for it I put two other wild cards. I put Dean here, just because kind of for all the reasons we already said. Yeah. His stock has fallen for some reason, it seems like. Um, 
My other one's Leo Chanel yeah, of I think, Wisconsin. I think that's the other one. Yeah. Because he, he's another linebacker who looks like he's built in the lab. 6'3", 250, hits you like a brick wall. Yeah. Ridiculous athleticism. Like, mind-boggling. But two things with him is I really don't think he can cover. Mm-hmm. And he he looks super green in terms of uh, playing the position. Uh, just because he doesn't – I don't think his instincts are very good. But he's – like a, a, a 40 and a half inch vert, 10, eight broad, four, five, three, 40, six, nine, eight, three cone, like just a, a, a freak show at two fifty. Yeah. And he, he's only 21. Like a team, I think will sell themselves on that early second round and yeah, that got, they can teach him. I got a late second. Um, I like Chanel. Like I look the size and that athleticism. I, I think I I'm higher on his, on his instincts than you are. And I think, I think they're good. They're definitely not great. And I don't think they're bad either, but like I don't know, like just the way he he fucking explodes into the backfield, like he makes so many plays in the backfield. Uh, Eighteen and a half TFLs this year, like you know he's he, like you said he hits like a brick wall. He's got that good range. He's always just looking to shoot that that hole and make a play. And he, like he's always like even in like in the open field, it's pretty explosive, and he's just getting on ball carriers before they can even think to make a move. And I, I like that. Um, and like you know, he breaks. He, he has that like jumping, but breaks down good. Where a lot of these guys are kind of like fly by tacklers. Um, but like you know, he, that, he, that aggressiveness will take him out of a play at times too. He's a guy who I think going back to your point from earlier about how important scheme is for this position. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a guy like if he can be a linebacker beside someone who's like entrenched as the the kind of play the defensive play caller like, it, it, gets like, people like Levante David and uh and Devin White yes because I think if you watch Wisconsin like Jack Sanborn's running that defense <laughs> that's why you're LB2 and that's why he's my LB2 because I'm just <laughs> based on everything off uh ability to understand yeah, football love it uh but yeah like if you can get him beside someone like who, who's running the defense already yeah. and just really put him into position to be like the the disruptive hair on fire hit you like a brick wall type dude like i th- i think he quickly makes an impact do you think that um, his coverage ability will ever develop because he he definitely is bad he he's awkward as hell he's not adding anything it's it, it, it's interesting because like great like i i mean i think we both understand that 40 time doesn't translate into coverability but mm-hmm. like the, the the change of direction stuff is what really stands out to me with him like He's an he's an elite explosion grade and an elite speed grade, but he also has a great agility grade with that shuttle in the three cone. So it makes me think like, well, he's got the athleticism to change direction. Yeah, but I think he's a like, bit tight in the lower half, and you see it in play. Even exactly, though, like, he has but, the athleticism. Yeah, but if you can run the shuttle in three, like, can we unlock that? Can, can we fix that with you? I don't know. I think and a lot I, of it is I'm just. I'm too worried. Yeah, I think a lot of it is like the feel around like he's just like you watch him in zone he's just kind of like standing there he's not covering ground routes will go by his face and he'll like have to like read and react and chase to pick them up so i don't know i again i i, I, I don't know if that's going to come but i just love all the other parts of I, th- I, th- I think the difference of who can cover and who can't in this class is pretty stark yeah yeah that's fair oh or at least who who's fluid and who's stiff <laughs> yeah uh best bet you Nicole said, you, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine's Lloyd. Um, I'm surprised for, you put Lloyd for your best bet. That's uh, content, AJ. I wanted to put Nicobe Dean for all three. <laughs> I think that, well, that's why I put 
Walker for highest floor. I I had them both. Like I had them. I literally switched them as we started doing the podcast, just to kind of give you something else. But yeah, they're 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 both good players. Um, I like all these guys. Yeah, they're all good. End of show. Let's move on. See you next week. Finally. Oh, if only it were that simple. If only I would let us do that. Uh, but you know what keeps me going after all these years, AJ? All these shows? Over uh, 300 shows? Whoa, I do, Rob. It's Yes, that's correct, AJ. It's Athletic Greens. Exactly. Because I've reclaimed my health and armed my immune system with convenient daily nutrition. you got Cold so fl- many adaptogens in your body right now. Especially probiotics. Mm. So many probiotics. Uh Cold and flu season doesn't even impact me anymore. No, not at all. Uh, only because I put one scoop in a cup of water or my coffee every day. That's it. Your biotics are the, so good they fucking went pro. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements. Not at all. We've been saying that for years. Yeah. You know what I've been doing, AJ? I've been, uh, I've been going on down to athleticgreens.com slash sports drink and ordering my athletic greens. And now I've got a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Love it. Wait, wait. You know how I'm always traveling, right? <laughs> you don't stop. Well, now I've got five free travel packs. Whoa. For my next five travels. That's great. That's just so easy to, to carry. Yeah, and I, I know you're interested in this because you also travel a ton. <laughs> so uh, especially, especially during the peak of the pandemic, you were traveling. <laughs> And I needed my immune support then more than ever. Uh, so athleticgreens.com slash sports drink is how AJ can take ownership over your health and others if you want. So head on down to ColorCast, which is also a place that's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's a lot better than uh, other ones who have had the same ad read. Yeah, Free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. I'd love to talk to Ian Rappaport in, in real time. What's, She's like when he's Ian doing a, a hit on Anvil Never, you're, you're calling him up. Who's your favorite insider that you've uh, talked to? Tom Pelissero. Really? No, you're, Mike Garifolo. Mike Garifolo. Garifolo is the pick. Garifolo yeah. seems like like actually fun. Yeah, Garifolo is my favorite. Love um, him on Good Morning Football. Best show on TV. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, does Shrags count as an insider? He's the best insider. He's so good, he doesn't have to do it full-time. And he's so Perfect for watch Curtis debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting and breaking news. Share your own experiences on the ColorCast app. All you have to do is download the ColorCast app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and be notified when rooms go live. Um, okay. How many linebackers do you want to do? 40? No, 20. Okay, give me your 20 to 16. All right, thank you. Uh, number 20 for me. <clears throat> we talked about like a weird amount of these guys. Kyron Johnson, I got an early sixth. Uh, 19 is where I got Jeremiah Gamble, early sixth. 18, Aaron Hansford, early sixth. 17, Brandon Smith, early Smith, sixth. 16, I got Rob's favorite player, uh, Mike Rose. I got him a late fifth from Iowa State. And uh, that's it. It's, there's a lot of Jim Nagy's guys there. A lot of Nagsters, boys. Is Jim your guy for linebacker play? Yeah, for special teams linebackers. He's my boy. All right, 20 for me. I got Mike Rose of Iowa State simply because he's 6'4". Yeah. Uh, I got a, a late day three. Uh, 19, I got Micah McFadden of Indiana, late day three. Uh, 18, I got DeMarco Jackson of Appalachian State with a sixth. 17, I got Jeremiah Gamel of North Carolina with a sixth. And then 16, I got Brandon Smith of Penn State with a fifth. 
15, I got Michael McFadden. I, I like him. I got like a mid-late fifth. I think he you know, All these guys are kind of the same player. They are. Yeah, I think McFadden's the best of the special teams group. So I he, he, he is. Uh, I've got a Neville Hewitt comp on him. So. It's, it's a good one. Uh, 14, I got the pride of Stillwater, Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, another another fifth round grade. Uh, 13, I got JoJo, early fifth round grade. Oh, you're low on JoJo, okay. I'm low on the JoJo. Nagy's uh, pissed about it. Nagy's pissed. Uh, and then we go into my like real fourth round linebackers, the two I like. I can't believe you didn't choose. 12, Terrell Bernard from Baylor, hey. mid fourth round grade. And 11's my guy, Darren Beavers. I got a mid fourth, okay. too. Okay, I got I got Bernard 12 and Beavers 11th. I think that's correct. It is correct, and those are, those are the, the, the best two fourth-round grades you can get. I take them both. Um, I respect. Pair them together. Respect. Yeah? Yeah. Bernardo, Bernardo uh, Will, interchangeable. and Interchangeable. No, no, interchangeable. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 15, 15, I got the hands. Man, Aaron, hands for to B&M with a fifth. Uh, 14, Damone Clark, VLSU with a fifth. 13, Malcolm Rodriguez of Oklahoma State with a fifth. 12, Bernard Baylor, fourth. Uh, Beavers, Cincinnati, Fourth, surprised um, like the dough man. Uh, anyone who plays overhang for any period of time, regardless of their ability at it, earns a grade from me. <laughs> uh, nah, anyone uh, you want to really talk about, or you want to move on? Any, any comps you want? Uh, who's your Bernard comp? Uh, Foy, Alu Alukan. That's a good one. That's my boy. Remember, I liked Foy on the park podcast four years ago or whatever. Who's your Malcolm? Yeah, who dot? Who didn't? Who <laughs> remember that is? What's your Malcolm Rodriguez comp? Uh, Cole Holcomb. Mine is Ben Burkirvin. Oh, I like that. I think I stole that from Dane Burkler, but it's it works so well. My Hansford comp is uh, Jermaine Pratt, by the way. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Thank I like you. I like Hansford. Hansford's a good player. Yeah. Uh, DeMarco Jackson, I put Denzel Perriman. <laughs> that's, that's a big one, actually. <laughs> Just let him play a bunch of snaps. He'll lead the league in tackles, I promise. I love it. I want to hear uh, how you are on JoJo Doman, so let's, let's, let's get into this. No, wait. Can I give you one more? Yeah. Jack Sanborn, Robert Spillane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, go 10 to 6. Uh, number 10, I got uh, the ass man, Brian Asamoa, baby, Oklahoma. Late third, early fourth round grade We love the ass man. I love him. Uh, nine, the conundrum himself. I'm, I'm so torn I want to talk about him the most, to be honest. It's Troy Anderson. Uh, I got a mid-late third-round grade on him. Uh, eight, I got Christian Harris, another conundrum. <laughs> mid-third. This is my big chunk here, and I, I was hard. I was difficult to separate these guys. So Christian Harris, mid, uh, mid-third-round grade, number eight for me. Seven is where I got Damone Clark, mid-third. And six, I got Channing Tindall. Mid, mid, hey, finish your drink. It's kind of shocked we be ended up with the, him in the same spot. Um, ten, I got I got the Dome Man, JoJo Doman of Nebraska. Uh Mainly because his name's Jojo, which reminds me of Jojo Rabbit, which gives me fond memories. Good point. Um, but, no, I've got a fourth-round grade on him, though. Like, I don't uh, – I, I got an early fifth, him. so I'm like, I'm not that far. I don't know. But, like, the, there was, like – I mean, I don't know if we said this on show or off show last week. There was, like, second-round talk about him at one point. He's, like, 25. No thanks. Yeah, he's, he didn't test and that He didn't great. test that well. He didn't have his greatest senior bowls. Everyone said he was going to. His tape's not that, great, like, amazing or anything. Um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, Nine, I, I got just, the app. Sorry, yeah. I just don't know the spot for him in the NFL, you know? Like, Nine, Nine, I got an Asamoah of Oklahoma Love with it. a fourth. Yeah. Uh, eight, I got Troy Anderson of Montana State with a third. I'm surprised we're on uh, the par here. Okay. 
Yeah, sorry. I'm surprised we're, we're on par here. I was I wasn't sure oh. we we're gonna be on interest. Sorry, sorry for Leo. Sh- Leo Chanel of Wisconsin's my seventh, the third, uh, and then six. I got the Tin Man uh, of Georgia with the third. A lot of nicknames in this group. I love it. You know, it's a good line. Linebackers group. all need nicknames. It's so true. Um, Brian Asamoah, what do you think? If he was bigger, I think I'd like him even more. Like he's. He flows really well. He gets downhill quickly. He's not afraid to blow a guy up. Yeah. Um, he his run fits are pretty decent given his lack of size, lack of length. Uh, I just don't like. He's not good enough in coverage to justify uh, like me yeah, he feeling make, super confident. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the lack of length is obviously a concern, but he's a good athlete who who's a physical player, but. What am I like? If he can't get off blocks at times, doesn't have great instincts, and can't be a consistent player on cover downs, that's where I get worried. Yeah, like he's fluid in coverage. You don't see a lot of plays on the ball, though. Um, I don't know. Like they, he's good at blitz timing, but he's not really effective because he's not that strong. Yeah, like that's that's. I, I feel like that's something that in the NFL, like he's not going to be. He's not going to do. No, exactly. But like I like the pursuit, like the range of pursuit. Like he's got the. I forgot to give charge. all my comps. I'll, I'll, it's okay. We'll do them as we go through these guys. Guy, I forgot to too. Uh, okay. He's got the good change of direction. Uh, like like there's a lot of like false steps. Like they think that's the big issue with him. But like he he got that quickness to recover and like, he's good at working through the trash on the second level. But yeah, it's another guy. It's like hard to see exactly what you're doing with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I I do think there's upside for him to be a starting will though. Like. If you get some, if you if behind a big a defensive line that can kind of keep him clean with a, a, a mic beside him who's kind of running the show, yeah, like that, and you take him along slowly, like the athleticism and the uh, the take on skills, I think are there for him. So like my my high end, like everything goes well. It's, it really he reminds me of Jerome Baker, and that was my comp. That's a good one. I got Quan Alexander. I like that. Remember when Quan Alexander? Everyone thought he's like one of the best linebackers in the league, and then just just fell apart. Good times. Start missing every tackle. Yeah. Still just jumps around being on playoff teams. So it's it's a good life. Uh, the Doe Man, like, I think he's a guy who was, like, playing overhang, and because he played and he's a former safety, like, I feel like he's been given this check mark of, oh, this guy can cover, but he doesn't cover that well. He looks and good out there. Like, you know, he's fluid. He, he moves a lot like a safety. So I just, like, he's not going to play overhang in the NFL. No, um no. and so, and and so and then when he's playing like a more traditional like dropping uh in zone coverage as a true linebacker he like isn't that great at like picking up crossers yeah. he lets guys get get cross him uh and and then he he also lacks some size and um, yeah like he's, he's well built but like he's only six one two twenty eight and he's got short arms. Yeah, like, and he really struggles to stack and shit. He's going to be 25 soon. Yeah. Like, there's just all these things that, like, I don't think you can take a guy like that in the second or third round. Yeah, and, like, he's a much better player, like, outside than he is in the hashes. Exactly, and, like, I'm not going to be using him there. Yeah, so that's why I I don't even – I couldn't even put a fourth-round grade on him. I like him. He's a fun football player, but, like, I don't know what he's going to do for me. Um, I put a Matt Milano comp begrudgingly. <laughs> Wait, who do I have shit that close? I might not have one. He's a t- he's a weird one, but yeah, that's that's a begrudging. I can't believe you did that to yourself. 
so Troy Anderson is he's another guy who like he he did the overhang thing, but he also played other positions at Montana State. <laughs> yeah, like not <laughs> not not just running back or quarterback, but yeah. <laughs> he he threw for twelve hundred yards and ran for eighteen hundred with thirty three touchdowns. But like you saw him play more of a traditional like stacked linebacker spot too. You saw him play some edge. They kind of just deployed him. It felt like in different ways against different teams that um, like he was their chess piece and they put him in a spot that would have the most impact against specific teams, which was fun. Yeah, I just like I don't think his instincts are good enough. Like no, he's six four two forty three. He's a great athlete. He's so long. Um, but yeah, the instincts hold me back, but I do think he can cover. And I think there's, there's a lot of potential there for him to be a guy who kind of handles tight ends in the NFL. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Like he's still like learning the linebacker position. Exactly. He's still slow diagnosing. Like he's just like letting offensive line get to him on the second level. Like he's struggling getting off blocks. He's, he's still learning how to take on blocks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like, I think like the, he's still getting a feel for zone, but like, I think he's like plenty active. He flows well. He's got those bouncy feet. He's loose in coverage. Um, he just needs to kind of read the quarterback eyes and read the play better. I he's dripping with potential. Like he's dripping with potential. Yeah. Like he's so well put together. Like you said, he's a really physical dude. Like he's got that great range. Like he's gonna be a core special teamer, and he's got that gadget potential. He's he's like a guy I want on my team that I'm really hoping that I can develop into something. Uh, I, I I put a DeAndre Le- Le- Levy comp on him. So, it's an interesting one. Thank you. Who took some time but became one of the best cover linebackers in the league for a while. Um, we did Chanel. We did uh, Damone Clark. My Chanel comps, Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah, that feels like a good one. I, I stole another one from Dane Brugler, and uh, it's it's uh, uh, Jordan Brooks. Because he's kind of like that, that tightly wound guy that's all downhill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tyndall. Tyndall's fun because he's not really ever been a starter, but if you play at, like, any other school, he'd be, like, all-conference. Uh, 6'2", 230 pounds. Another guy who's just a ridiculous athlete, 4'4", 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good combo of length, physicality, really aggressive play player downhill. Uh, doesn't really miss any tackles. Um, but two things, really, with him, and it's what kept him from – I think having a full-time role is that Kobe Dean was the, the shot color of that defense and had the instincts. Quay Walker was the, the longer space player. Uh, and, like, i just not sure what Tyndall's going to do on cover downs. He just had, um, doesn't have the experience there. Exactly. but like, like, the athletic traits are there, but... Like, I would bet on him over everyone else we've really talked about so far because he's coming from that the SEC. He's coming from Georgia. He's He's... He he hits you with purpose. His take on skills are great. Yeah. Um. He is so twitchy. He is. Uh. He just plays like a madman. So, I'm I'm more willing to to take him and, and kind of develop him over some of these other guys who I think are are tougher projects. Uh. But yeah, I really like to know. Like I threw a D'Amico Ryan's comp on him. I put a Zach Brown comp. Um. That's a good one, Zach Brown. Anytime you've got a guy who just hits like a a, a, yeah. a brick wall and is twitchy as hell, Zach Brown's a good comp. Yeah, I feel like he's so so good at like uh, playing outside runs. Like he just explodes. He he just has a, such a good feel of like scraping the blocks and getting home. Um, yeah, I really like Channing Tindall. Um, I, I agree. Like he, of the guys we talked about, if I had to bet on any of them, it, it'd be it'd be Tindall. Zach Brown ran a four four eight at two hundred and forty four pounds. Yeah, I, I know. Zach Brown's the best. Um, oh, so I love we, Zach Brown. Zach Brown might be my favorite player in NFL history. 
So we hit. I think we've hit everyone that you've gone to, right? Yeah. Zach Brown had 149 tackles. Was the second team All Pro in 2016. And that's what Chanting Hill's going to be. All right, give me your give me your five to one. <laughs> five is where I got the Muma baby, Chad Muma, uh, early third round grade. Four, this is where I got Leo Chanel. I'm betting on it. I got a late second on him, and then we got our top top three already in, yeah. in, in the book here. Quay Walker, number three, early to mid-second round grade. Devin Lloyd, number two. That's like my borderline 25 to 40 range grade. And and I got the same grade on the Kobe Dean. 25 to 40 is my linebacker one. And, yeah, push comes to shove, I'm, I'm betting on Dean. Same. Yeah, big time. Uh, five, I've got Christian Harris of Alabama. Uh, second round grade with a Deion Jones comp. Uh, four, I got the Moo Man of Wyoming. Second round grade with a Nick Barnett throwback comp. Uh, three, I got Quay. Uh, sec- high second round grade, mm-hmm. um, high enough grade that like, where is he? He's thirty two on my board right okay. now. Okay, so that's why you want um, the lines to take. That makes sense. Yeah, correct. Uh, Devondre Campbell comp, who's like one of my favorite players. Uh, two Devin Lloyd of Utah, first round grade with Darius Leonard comp, uh, and then one Nicobe Dean with the the classic Jonathan Vilma comp. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, sorry, sorry I didn't do my comps. Uh, my Nickelby Dean comp is uh, is Deion Jones, who you had for, who'd you have? You had that. You just had yeah that comp for in. Christian Harris for Harris. Uh, my Devin Lloyd comp is Clay Matthews. Um, like Clay Matthews playing off ball linebacker. Yeah, like exactly. when, when they were sending him to Pro Bowls as an off ball linebacker, but exactly. it was bad. Exactly. Yep. And mixing in the patch, right? That's exactly it. He was Clay Matthews. Sorry, I just wanted to go like see how many how many Pro Bowls did Clay Matthews make undeservedly, and it is like three. He was not as many as I thought. Yeah, I thought it was me like six. Um, <laughs> my Quay Walker comp is uh, Demario. Da- I think I have Demario Davis. I think Quay's a hard one to comp. Uh, my Muma I comp. Love Demario Davis. I did the Wait, lazy. You, yeah. Do you sorry? You put Demario Davis for Quay? Yeah. Yeah, like a, 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 I like I love Demario Davis, one of my favorite players. Uh, I think I did the laziest thing possible for Chad Moomin and went with Logan Wilson. <laughs> and my uh, my Christian Harris comp is Wesley Woodyard. Oh, that's a good one actually. I am surprised you're. I I like Christian Harris. Christian Harris is super interesting. Uh, let's talk Christian Harris. Yeah, like Christian Harris to me is the day two Nakobe Dean. Like he's lacking in size. Now he did. No, let me let me add. He's not the same tackler, and he doesn't have the same instincts. Yeah, but he, he's that's lack, the big knock. Yeah, he's lacking in size, but he's got this. He's really explosive downhill. He's got great range. He's a really good blitzer. I think he does yeah. a good job uh, with run fits. Um, struggles to get off blocks. Yeah, but like I think, like you can see the the discipline as an Alabama linebacker. I, I liked him more than I thought I was going to. I think he's a day one starting wheel linebacker. Yeah, I think Will's his spot there. I, I like, you know, I, the range and burst is really impressive. Like, the ability to track and run, like, the play down outside. Um, Fastest 40 of the top guys. Yeah, the burst, like, when he sees the hole and to attack the backfield is really impressive. You know, I like the quicks and, like, the smooth hits to, like, elude blocks. But, like, and he plays with really good balance. But, I don't know, he's a slow processor. It's it's a lot of, like, That's why I want to stick him at Will. Yeah, I think I he's a much better to, player there. Uh, I'm totally just trying agree. to stick all these guys at, at will with a, a smart linebacker in place and, and Mike. You know what I found, though? Sometimes his, his motor is a little, eh. I, I think he's hitting miss filling gaps. I think he's giving, like, inside leverage, but he's, he doesn't hit that hard. 
And sometimes, like, I feel like at the per- perimeter, he's just like going into blocks. Like, he, he's I not need his ta- his his take on skills have to improve. Yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, Muma, I think Muma is really interesting because the obviously he's got that length, and he's another guy who, to me, he can he's like the Quay Walker of if Quay Walker's the early second round, like if you miss on him, like I would take Chad Muma because of his length, his versatility to kind of play all three linebacker positions, mm-hmm. his ability to kind of handle space. He he plays in space so much better than I thought he would, um, and he he also like his explosion numbers are pretty impressive. His instincts are kind of what held me back, but yeah. at, at sticking a higher grade on him, because sometimes he kind of, I thought he kind of looked lost, and, and he he would take false steps. Um, but yeah. I, yeah. A, a guy who uses his length well, both in coverage and when taking uh, uh, taking on both blocks and um, and backs. So I, I I think he's another guy. Like I think I, I feel pretty confident that Moom is going to be a starter by like week three in the NFL. I love the the effort too. He's got got such a great motor. Like he's got that great play demeanor. Like that that checks the box for that. He's got that straight line athleticism. Like you said, he's always around the football, and he's I think he's a really solid tackler. Um, yeah, just like taking on blocks, I think he he, he struggles a little bit. But like, so at least so kind of my because a lot of these guys do. But yeah. when I feel better about it when it's a guy who's got some length and has shown the physicality that I just. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Craig Bowles doesn't know how to coach linebackers all that well. Who knows? But wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, like I, I, that's a guy who like him Quay like just the length and the athleticism and the ability to play in space like gets me really excited, especially yeah. on day two. It's impressive how comfortable he is like picking up a back in coverage and like, flipping his hips and running with him. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I would. I, let's looking at this class like if. I would way rather take a Dean, or sorry, take a Quay Walker or a Chad Muma on day two than a Dean or a Lloyd on day one, even though I love Dean. Yeah, yeah, that's just, fair. Just, just because both both those guys check the length box, they check the athleticism box. I've seen them in space. Yeah. Uh, and and it's I don't want to use premium picks on non-premium positions. Mm-hmm. Um, how high do you think uh, Devin Lloyd's gonna go? Um, let me pull up Tankathon as I do. I think it's kind of hard uh, finding the fits for Lloyd and Dean, and I feel like oh, he's going nine. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, go back to Utah, I, baby. Can't go wrong. That's like yeah. I don't think it'll be the Jets. Uh, one because like I they they've invested too much money in CJ Mosley, and uh, two. Sal is coming from the 49ers where they found Fred Warner in the third round, and I think that matters. Mm. Um, the, the the most hilarious thing would be, like, the Falcons finally getting rid of Deion Jones' salary and then taking him at eight. Um, Washington just took one, so I really hope it's not them. I don't think it's going to be Minnesota. Houston? Wouldn't, like, would that shock you? No, that's a fair one. Because, like, especially for them, I, I think they're going to put a premium on culture building yeah. right now. Yeah. And he's going to check that box, obviously. Lovey, like he, Lovey's going to love him. Exa- exactly. Like, they already have my boy Neville Hewitt and Christian Kirksey's. But, uh, um, no, like, so that, that, that to me is the earliest. Like, I, before that would kind of shock me. Yeah. 
Uh, but I don't know. Like I think Dane had him going ten to the Jets. He's got him like number nine seven overall. To the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know if. After Houston, like Philly, Philly makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I would so much prefer Dean there, though. Um, I hope Dean ends up with like a playoff team, though. Like we, t- yeah, like he- you said at the top, like you know that, you know the only time you should be drafting linebackers in the first is like one year that, the the playoff team that's missing a one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. he, he would be. Uh... I'm just trying to where where would you kind of pencil them in with these playoff teams if you went in the first round? Dallas would be fun. Yeah, that would, I don't think they're I don't think fun. they're it sounds like they're going O line or receiver. Yeah. They love drafting. Arizona the Cardinals just need to, oh, they've God, realized no, their mistakes the no 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 they t- they, they realize Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins are too tall. They need a short linebacker. That actually kind of sick. You're right. You're right. I'm in on that. Um Sorry, I'm just blunt the I don't know. Who's gonna be the Who's gonna be the jock of this class? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. The history of second round productive productive second round linebackers is really strong. I'm just glancing at it. If okay, removing the just final question before we get out of here mm-hmm. and uh, set our sights on this cornerback class and Sauce Gardner. Um, of let's let's remove Dean Lloyd Walker and Muma from the conversation. Because okay. uh, which of the rest of the linebackers do you think has it's week seventeen, week eighteen in the NFL, and, and they're like in the thick of the defensive rookie year uh, uh, race? And 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 by saying that, I mean it's like top ten, let's say, in the defensive rookie year. Race. Well, does it count if Troy Anderson's got like ten rushing touchdowns? It, wait, is he going to be offensive and defensive? <laughs> yeah, and special teams. Um, that's a good question. See, I would say Leo Chanel for the flashy plays, but I don't know how, how early he's going to be on the field. But I don't know, but if he goes early second, he's going to be playing immediately, right? So so I'll go with Leo Chanel. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with Tyndall. I like that. That's a good pick. That was, my, that was where I was going to go, but I'm like... Let's go Chanel for the flashiness. Um, yeah. I would kind of love to see Nicobe Dean as a Kansas City Chief, just to throw back. I know, but they got the, the Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Like, they're not going to prioritize it. Like I know. I would, but they won't. Um, it's okay. Micah McFadden's going to go undrafted and then be defensive rookie of the year when, like, the the Jaguars sign him undrafted, and but he has to start and he makes mm. 150 tackles. He seems like a Jag. <laughs> 